the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome to another edition of The Advocate. I'm your host, Nick Phillips, and I'm here with... Your co-host, Kathy Lux. Thank you, Kathy, as always, for being here. My pleasure. Well, today we're going to talk about the importance of our eyes and uh, do we take them for granted or not? And uh, w- when should we get them checked? And who are we going to get to check them? Well, we have uh, Dr. Donald Kammer with us uh, today to talk about eyes. Dr. Kammer is an optometrist. We think of optometrists basically giving us glasses, but they do a whole lot more. And we're going to talk about that today uh, to see what uh, Dr. Kammer and other optometrists uh, can do to help us out. So, Dr. Kammer, thank you for joining us. It is my privilege to be here, so thank you very much. Absolutely. That's well, great. We've had you on before, but a yes. long time ago, I think. It's the been a while. Years have melted away, I'm afraid. Indeed. So, But um, optometry, when we hear about an optometrist, we think about getting a pair of glasses. But um, and, and I was just seeing you the other day, and you do a lot more than that. What, when people come in, why, well, let's start it this way. Why should people see an optometrist on a regular basis? What all do you do besides glasses? Well, let me step you back one one sure. step on that. There, there's actually, we say, three O's of eye care. The three O's of eye care. There's ophthalmology, optometry, and then opticianery. The ophthalmologist mm-hmm. is the surgeon. He's a medical doctor, surgeon, will perform, again, your cataract surgeries, different things like that, medical procedures that uh, that uh, would not maybe necessarily or could not be done, let's say, in the optometrist's office. The optometrist is considered the uh, primary care uh, eye care provider, primary care, the, the ground floor, so to speak, where the routine eye care is done, where the treatments, when possible, can be done, when the triage occurs, and then referral off to the appropriate specialist. And the eye being divided into multiple parts, there's a specialist for absolutely every part. You know, and, and uh, there are general ophthalmologists, but usually when we're going to refer out, we're going to refer you to that particular specialist based on the part that needs the special attention. The optician is the uh, individual that does the uh, the glasses. They're the one that's going to help you select your glasses, etc. The optometrist going to come in for your comprehensive eye exams. We're going to evaluate not just your clarity of vision, but also then to the health assessment, which I think probably is the most important part that, that we talk about because that health assessment is something that we definitely don't want to overlook when you say, you know, how often should I get my eyes examined? I always say, tell me the age of the patient, and I'll tell you why that individual should be seen on a yearly basis, and a yearly basis for everybody, like I said, based on the age. When we talk about grouping people in different age groups, uh, how do you do it? you have children, young adults, middle-aged, sure, seniors, I, or how do yeah, you do it? I definitely think that that's a, uh, a very fair... Um, uh, I just made it up, though. Well, well I think that's a, that, that's a good way to do it. Um, the... Um, the um, age groups, the mm-hmm. elementary school, uh, or the young children, they, they need special care because um, th- they don't know what they're supposed to see. 
you know, and, and an individual, you know, earlier than four years of age, you know, they need to be seen because they just don't know. And, and we need to catch those problems early on. Mm-hmm. The individuals who are in school, the, the uh, you know, elementary t- teenagers, high school, college, they're using their eyes because they're learning. They're learning. And then as time goes by. Well, well, well let's get back to that. We're going to take a short break now. We're talking sure. to Dr. Donald Cameron, an optometrist, about uh, all the things that go on with the eyes and, and how early detection is going to help us all in the long run. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be back. You're listening to Nick Phillips here along with... Kathy Lux. Kathy Lux here on the Advocate here on WHK. We'll be right back after these words at Uncle Wayne. And now, back to the Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of the Advocate. And I'm here with Kathy Lux, co hosting. Yes, sir. Talking about eyes today. We're talking here with Dr. Donald Kammer. Dr. Kammer, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Nick and Kathy. Much appreciated. Um, we're talking about the, the groups of children who you're looking at. Uh, can, I, I think we all assume when it comes to our eyes, we presume they're all healthy without problems. What kind of problems are there that little children or school-age children have to be aware of? Yeah, that's... Or their parents. Well, that, that, you see, you said it right there. That's exactly it, because a child doesn't know what they're supposed to see. So I just last week had a child come into the office... Um, two, three years old, two, two, three years old, uh, father brought the child in and, um, you know, check, check the child out. Let us know what, what we think, how they're doing. So I have a method because you'll see children with glasses on, wearing glasses and like a two or three year old, how can that child know to tell me which lens is better one or two? Impossible, right? So I have an instrument in my office where I can shine light in the eyes. It simulates me sitting 20 feet away mm-hmm. and I can see where that light focuses on the inside of the eye. And then based on where that light is focusing, I'm able to tell what that prescription that child would, or any person, any person that could not respond back to me, you know, that that's just can't, can't we, we can't communicate well. Do you need a special instrument for that, or just by looking you can tell? It's a special light. It's a mirrored light, and it simulates me sitting when I'm just, you know, within arm's length of the person. It simulates me sitting 20 feet away, which is optical infinity. That's distance. Mm-hmm. So I can shine that light, and I can see where that light focuses in relationship to the retina, and that's why I'm able to, to determine what prescription that person needs, because I can put lenses in place to bring that focus sharp onto the retina that's that person's glasses prescription so that's how we're able to do that so this little boy is brought in and the one eye he's got perfect vision or let me put he's got no prescription Hmm. in his other eye when i do my retinoscopy that's called retinoscopy when i do my retinoscopy i can tell he has a tremendous amount of farsightedness Real quick, it's just that the focus is not on the back of the eye. It's blurry for him. So what's going to happen is his brain is going to turn that information off because it's blurred. The brain doesn't like that. It's going to turn that eye off. And a long story short, because he's so young, that visual system is not going to develop properly. He's not even going to realize it. His parents aren't going to realize it because he's got one good eye. But with that eye not developing properly, he will have a life of, again, poor vision. That's amblyopia. That's lazy eye because the eye doesn't see well. That's amblyopia. And then consequently, poor depth perception, etc. And then God forbid something would ever happen to the good eye because that other eye didn't develop properly in vision. 
he would be functionally, I, I want to say functionally blind because you, you don't know where you're going to be left, but he's not going to see right. So we got that little boy into glasses and then we're going to go ahead and get into patching therapy where we actually put a patch on the good eye to make the weak eye work to try to catch up in vision that had already been lost at that point. Now these techniques actually work. So when there's a situation like this, you have a treatment you can employ. Unequivocally. That will, so people shouldn't be afraid. It doesn't sound like it's painful. Or Absolutely. In fact, in fact I I'm used always to, worried about pain. Well, I, <laughs> you and me both. That's why I didn't get into dentistry, because I right. don't want to hurt. Ha ha, that's a joke. But I don't want to hurt. We really love that. our dentist. Yes. Exactly. Dentists I love my dentist, too. I, you know, yo. Uh, but that's, you know, that, that the best way to do it, like I tell the parents, is put the little one on your knee. And me and you are going to talk about how much we have fun at the eye doctor's office. Mm-hmm. And when they're listening to me talking, I'm doing my work. All I need is a pair of eyes, not even actually looking at me, but all I need is a pair of open eyes, and I can do my work. I've done my work with the child on the parent's knee. I've done my knee, I've done my work underneath the chair, if that's mm-hmm. where the little one mm-hmm. scoots to. But as long as they're looking, I'm very flexible. I can work anywhere. I I've, I've done the exam out in the waiting area if I had to, because it's shining a light in the eye, seeing where it focuses, and then we get the appropriate lenses on. And then we know what therapies to do in these things. You're right. This is... Tried and true. What it reminds me, though, is uh, you, know, you learn all of this. Uh, t- tell me about the education an optometrist goes through. What, what is that all about? Well, it, 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 my education started at Case Western Reserve. Mm-hmm. I went for a bachelor in biology for four years at Case Western Reserve. And then it goes on for the doctorate in optometry, which is four additional years on top of it at the Ohio State University. So, <laughs> college. children went there, yes. The Fant- Ohio State. Fantastic. Yeah, that's so go box. And they, they have, uh, uh, when I went to school, there was, I believe it was like 14 or 15 optometry schools. There were 480 applicants for 60 seats, et cetera. There's a few more optometry schools now, but that's, to get back to the point, an additional four years after undergraduate. So it's an eight year, eight, eight years to do it. And over that four year period, um, I assume you're learning everything there is to know about optometry. Right, the eyes. Which is a human eye. Right, vision, uh, spectacles, eyeglasses, A lot about lenses lenses and refractions and light and behavior. Mathematics, it's funny, my favorite math was trigonometry, and trigonometry is the math that's used for determining lens powers when you put Mm. them on top of each other and move them. That's trigonometry, and I used to love trig, and I didn't know why until I went to optometry school there. It was, it's the math Mm -hmm. that's used for lens power equations. Is that where they taught you how? to say what's better yes or one B. or two or a or b <laughs> nick you if i don't want to break it but yeah nick was just in he got he got my routine and for children if they don't mm-hmm. get one or two we use fred or barney fred, fred or barney, barney oh, wilmer betty <laughs> now for for the next group of kids you know, yeah. who are now uh you know pre-teens and teens into their young right. adulthood right uh who think i'm sure they're pretty indestructible unless they do have some vision issues with regard right. to clarity right uh, what other things should you be seeing them about? We well, you know, don't, you know. I, I think to, to answer that question is funny because you talk about the indestructible and, and different things like that. And you know, I find even with the small children and and even adults too. I mean, there is let's face it, a reluctance to wear spectacles, contact lenses, and and you know all that. Everyone wants to have good mm-hmm. eyes, and I get it. But what I always assure the parent of those young adults, et cetera, children, is it? It's almost intuitive. It's it's really. I, I've often said it's it's just weird how intuitive clear vision becomes for a person once they have it. And when a parent says to me, that child 
even the teenagers, they're not going to wear those glasses. This ain't going to work. It is amazing how often that once that individual experiences that clear vision, they're looking to put those glasses on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it's nice at this point to say contact lenses become an option. Refractive eye surgery can become an option. All these different options that are available. But I never worry about them rejecting the glasses because people want to see clearly and they intuitively get it. So I'd like to hear more about the refractive surgery. Sure. (laughs) Tell me about that. Right. Okay. Well, you know, refractive surgery is, is, uh, that's actually what would be the correct term. A lot of people say, tell me about LASIK. They'll sound like, you know, right, right. So LASIK is almost like the, well, it's not, it's like the generic term when I would say, make me a, go make me a Xerox copy. You know that I'm asking you for a photocopy. So LASIK. Um, the other in uh, other procedures that are now done smile there's a procedure um, it, 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 but most refractive surgery is done at the front surface of the eye and if you have the appropriate curvature of the cornea the appropriate thickness you're going to be a great candidate for the LASIK procedures the corneal procedures but what's neat about it now is that even if you have bad front surface there's other procedures that can be done where they put lenses right inside of your eyeball in fact for individuals over 40 years of age i'm almost i'm more of a fan of those procedures because eventually if you recognize putting lenses in the eyes that's a cataract surgery and so we can do cataract surgeries have that done before the individual develops cataract that's really interesting so what would Hmm. you say the percentage rate is in, in terms of successful it is absolutely enormous. I mean, I, I don't want to say this the wrong way because you talk about, you know, percent, like you say, statistics and there are things like that. And it's if it's one in a million and you're the one, I mean, it's a problem. Sure. But at this point right now, there's been so many procedures that have been done, so much success. And I am in the process right now of knocking my head and say knock wood. And I'm literally doing it because I've never seen serious complications, but they, they can occur. But I tell my patients, get yourself a good surgeon, get a good recommendation, ask your optometrist, ask your optometrist who I see all sorts of surgeries. Hey, who do you recommend? And I'm 100% confident to say, go get it done. Well, I remember I had uh, cataract surgery done. The first cataract surgery I had done, uh, the lens starts getting old so slowly. Yeah. When you get the uh, new lens put in, it, I, I always described it. It's like uh, going to the uh, IMAX theater, looking yeah. at a huge, big picture and yeah. brilliant color because everything brightens up, and it's sort well, of a great experience. What are the symptoms of having cataracts? Well, it's, Let's hold up with that oh. answer because we're, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back for our final segment. But we're listening to Dr. Donald Cameron, an optometrist, telling us about... All the stuff that goes into eye care, a lot more than just getting a pair of spectacles. Uh, <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. It is. We'll be back after Thanks. these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips and Kathy Lux. Stay with us. On The Advocate. We'll be right back. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back to The Advocate for our final segment of The Advocate for today. Uh, I'm Nick Phillips, and we're here with Kathy Lewis, of course, and we're talking about eyes today with Dr. Donald Kammer, an optometrist, and uh, we're just talking about um, some eye problems before well, we took our break. Well, I, I had asked the question, Kathy had a question. Uh, yeah, about what are the symptoms uh, of cataracts, or are there any? 
Well, that's, you know, and it's funny because when, when Nick and I, again, he said we saw each other, you know, last week, and it's the truth, you know, uh, you know, when he said about, you know, things that people neglect, they overlook, et cetera. It, it, the problem with vision is that it, in, unless something happens exceptionally rapid, and it can, mm-hmm. and then even then, if we even had more time, we could talk about how things like that are still overlooked. But like with cataracts, it's such a gradual change. It's the old analogy, if I just said putting the frog in the water and turning the heat on, you know, they don't jump out, etc. It's such a gradual change that's, that, that, that people just don't realize it. And then the other thing about is is that rarely, and if like if one eye goes bad, Rarely do we hold up a hand and cover each eye individually to test each eye individually, so 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 people don't realize it because you got another good eye. So the symptoms that you ask about blurriness, um, dispersion of light, halos, halos around light sources. You're driving down the road. The headlights are coming at you. Like, wow, man, these halogen beams are really bad. You know, so it's a glare, a front, you know, troubles with glare. Uh, so it's and, and again, and, and color variations. If if you have one eye go worse than the other person, may say, yeah, you know, this one eye, it looks yellow because that's the progression. It's like a, to look at it under the microscope, like a steamy white appearance and then a yellowing, a yellowing and then a browning and then that browning gets so dense the patient can't even see through it anymore. And again, like I said, it's amazing how, you know, the eyes can be that bad, but the people just don't realize it maybe until they go to the driver's license or or, or the, the headlights, like I said, bother them or something along those lines. Well, this lines. is something you check out when patients come in. Oh, absolutely. And every sure. optometrist uh, should do this. I, I, do I jotted down some other notes because we're talking about age groups. For the senior citizens, some scary words, uh, macular degeneration, glaucoma, stigmatisms, uh, corneal transplants, mm-hmm. stuff like this. Uh, are you, I would assume you're on the lookout for all these things. Absolutely. And uh, in, in a minute or so, we're not going to summarize all of them. But, sure. Um, how important is it for older people to get in there and and so how often should they be in? Well, again, I say the yearly eye exam. And the, the bottom line with all of those, because some of those things you let you mentioned are normal, that everybody's like astigmatism. That's not an eye disease. Everybody's going to have it. But you don't know what it is. Glaucoma, that is a disease of the eye. I think as time, cataracts, that's a normal progression that the eyes goes through. If you live long enough, just like your hair turns gray, you're going to normally develop cataracts. Macular degeneration, probably in the same category. But the bottom line on all of them, if there is something to be done, you want to do it right away because vision loss is permanent. The eyes are part of the central nervous system. If you cut a a nerve in your finger, that nerve is going to grow back. If you damage your retina, if you damage your optic nerve with disease, let's just say dead trauma, but disease, you damage those structures, they do not come back. Those don't grow back. That damage is permanent, so you want to get on that ASAP as soon as possible. So that's why that routine, yearly, comprehensive, complete eye exam, good inspection of the inside of the eye, dilation, etc., making sure all those things are done, very important. When people are diagnosed uh, with things such as macular degeneration, and we only have about a minute left, but maybe for another time, what kind of treatments are available? You can shuffle people off to the right place to get that done. Right. Real quick then for that, you see the sign of macular degeneration. We want to tell our patients, let's get into those eye vitamins that specifically follow the AREDS formula. Real quick on that, look in the vitamin department. You'll see AREDS, AREDS 2. Hate to say that taking those vitamins before signs occur, probably not going to do anything. 
but there's the vitamins. When you see that sign, I'll tell that patient, get on those vitamins. If it starts to progress worse and worse, there are things, treatments that can be done. But the biggest thing is to try to avoid, we can try to avoid clean machine, clean body. We hope for clean eyes, body mass index, and stop smoking. Uh, the smoking thing. Yeah. Well, we're out of time. Dr. Donald Kammer, thank you so much uh, for helping us today understand a little more about eyes. It was very interesting. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so very much. And thank you for listening today. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and have a great week. Kathy? Take care, everybody. Goodbye. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset. Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning And only my mind for company Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.